0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this bonus episode. Today, we're talking with Adrian Marin. I hope I said that right. And we are going to be diving into building admin applications for Rails apps. Yeah, I just wanted to get this uh, rolling. And Adrian, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Let us know who you are and what you do, why you're famous, all that good stuff.
1: (laughs) Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Charles. Um, Yeah, well, I'm I'm not that famous or uh, I don't think so. Uh, So my name is Adrian. I've been a developer for about uh, 10 years now. I've been uh, working in digital agencies as a freelancer in a Silicon Valley startup at a corporation. I've been like all over the place. Uh, And now I'm trying to step into entrepreneurship. And uh, I built this product that I really care about. And I want to uh, show the world uh, what it can do and how it can help them as it helped me.
0: Right. And it's an admin builder avohq.io is is the website do you want to just speak to kind of the gap that you're seeing there because i know that there are other sort of admin dashboard systems out there and you know they work in various ways but it seems like i mean i I don't love them. <laughs> I tend to build my admins <laughs> from scratch, so yeah having a having a builder that makes sense and and comes together really i guess appeals to me in a certain way so do do you want to just talk yeah. about yeah where where that those tools are and then talk about the difference between them and and what you're building
1: yeah, sure so People so uh, developers that build on Ruby and on Rails they might have heard about Active Admin or Rails Admin or Administrate or gems like that and mm-hmm. they do a really good job. But uh, as you said, like when you start building with them, they tend to have some limitations. Uh, I mean, they do the CRUD very well. They do some things well. They do some things mm-hmm. not very well, and that's okay. I mean, it, not uh, every tool is uh, is perfect. Uh, so that's why I started building Avo. So I wanted to make, uh, in, in my career, I built maybe 100 admin panels for different types of apps, like from small CMSs to big CRMs to some custom thing that a company needed for their employees and so on. And I got tired of building. Of building those every time, so you get tired of messing up with uh, with forms, with the inputs, with all kinds of text fields. You copy and paste, and then you forget to change the label or the name, and you push it to production, and sometimes it fails. And then you say, like you said, you build your own admin panel, your your own like CMS builder, and then you use it for one customer, and then you copy it for the next customer this customer has uh, some other business needs, you update it a little bit, then you do it for the third customer, the fourth, the fifth customer, and you end up with five different apps. And it's not very well documented. I mean, when you're doing it alone, it's okay, because you did it, you kind of start to remember when you go back to it. But if you have like an agency or a company where you build multiple apps, people come and go, developers come and go, and you end up with five different apps that should be the same and there's no documentation for it. Uh, People don't know how it runs and so on. So uh, having like this documented external um, admin panel really helps out with that workload, with the maintenance over time. Um, So you asked like, how is it different from active admin and administrate? So it's different in the way that uh, it's not doing just the basic CRUD, the basic things. Yes, it does that very well. And the CRUD features are all mm-hmm. free and everybody could use it. Like you can set a field as required or read only, or you can have some search boxes and so on, but it does all the other things. So when you when you think, so when you look at at a framework, um, uh, even when you look at Rails, you'll see that there might be some, caveats, some limitations in the future, right? And you say, okay, I'll deal with that later. Uh, and some f- frameworks, Rails does it very well, some do it well, and some don't do it very well. And Avo tries to solve that, like to fix the limitations that you might have in the future with other admin panel gems. So I'm a developer. I, as I said, I built a t- uh, hundred like admin panels. Uh, I kind of know a lot of like scenarios where, where you can hit it and I built in like uh, escape hatches where you can get out of the like the configuration or the crud or the boilerplate stuff and you can bring your own and not get mm-hmm. like limited and uh, and you can't like evolve your app after a certain point of time you can always escape it you can always hack it and and uh, build the app that you need
0: yeah absolutely so just to put a little bit finer point on it yeah the this has been my experience too where essentially if i have some basic CRUD operations. I want some validations, things like that. That that all works fine, right? But typically yeah. when I get into admin, for example, I've been building an admin for top-end devs, right? And I need to manage yeah. uh, podcasts and permissions and things like that where um, it's more than just data back and forth, but there's certain levels of behavior that I need and things like that. Yep. And yeah. as soon as I start getting into that, I find these systems really kind of fall apart and the other thing that I've run into is that they all have some mechanism for, I guess, adding functionality to them. Right. So they have some kind of yeah. um, I, I don't want to call it a plug in system because it's not really how it works, but you, they have ways of extending the functionality in the gem, but it's so clunky.
1: Yeah, I, okay, I agree. There I, really is. I know. So like if we if we talk about like active admin, like active admin, Avo Avo starts with a DSL. So you start by saying like, okay, I want a field, uh, it's going to be the name attribute from the database and display it like as a text, and then you have like a birthday uh, from the database and display it as daytime and so on. Uh, uh, but then you as you said, like you get into this these things, you need something more. Um we figured that we figured out with our customers that uh, having only a DSL is not enough. So our escape hatches are actually allowing you to write a real Rails code. So we give you like a partial, we give you um, a controller method. Uh, we give you all the tools that you would need and you would have like in a in, in a not AVO uh, environment and you can build it inside AVO. We also give you like some uh, UI tools so you can build that like the same panels and everything looks the same to the customer, like the same heading on each like section and the same like colors and mm-hmm. backgrounds and whatever. So the customer doesn't know that, that this is like, okay, this is AVO part, this is a custom thing that somebody else built and so right. on. and And you... And it's it's really easy. Like we, we try to, uh, we added the DSL so you can move fast. But when you don't need a DSL anymore and it gets in your way, you just get rails. You get rails and you move fast right. in your own way.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And and that's kind of what I want. Right? Is I don't want to yeah. go have to learn, you know, the the special yeah. incantation for getting the thing of done. Course. Right? I just, I just uh, of course, I just want to make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of talking about some of the shortfalls of the, you know, the administrative gems, but I'm I'm a little curious because I, I would imagine that as you start building this out and if you've built several um, admin panels that there are some other things that you've added to this, right? Some things that you've said, you know, for example, I'm getting in and I want like tables and charts or I want, you know, some kind of reporting or I'm trying to think of what other things people do with the admin panels. Um, you know, managing permissions um, yes. within the admin, right? Because I don't want to give everybody global admin. So, how do you handle of all of those kinds of things?
1: Basically, how Avo is structured is uh, we're we we try to be very unopinionated. And you can bring your own. So you can bring your own authentication. If you want to use device, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. We play very well with it. If you want to use something totally different, your own thing, like open, like, a um, um, what do you call it? Like a, a single sign-on, yeah, you can I'm do that. Yeah, I'm using Auth0 for mine. Auth0, Which perfect. is a single yeah, sign-on yeah that's perfect so what we what I always say in our like tutorials and our release videos I say you tell avo you tell avo what is your current user you tell avo how to fetch that those permissions and so on so it handles that mm-hmm. very well you can bring your own inside you can start from a, an app from scratch or you can start from uh, with a new app uh, with a with an existing app for avo uh, authorization that's uh, being done through pundit you write pundit policies and we have uh, mm-hmm. special methods for like the regular crud ui you have special methods if a user should uh, should be able to run an action or maybe see an association or maybe see a dashboard card or see like a menu a sidebar menu everything you need you can use like with the regular we call it like regular rails ecosystem like with pundit everybody knows it uh, or most people know right. it Yeah. And also like when you need tenancy, multi-tenancy, we have now a customer that is trying to build an e-commerce platform similar to Shopify. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you have a lot of multi-tenancy scenarios in there. So a lot of uh, things need to get scoped out. So you you can only see like your products and your categories and orders and so on based on different types of roles. So um, those, those things you can scope out very well. So AVO handles those very well. So you don't have to worry about uh, scoping authorization. It's all it's all pretty much covered.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking through this and thinking through the different scenarios there. Um, I'm also assuming that AVO is fully tested. But if I'm adding functionality to like. A pundit or this or that you know h- how do I test all that stuff
1: so you can do uh, So always fully tested we have I know about maybe 500 test suits um, maybe we need to work a little bit on the mm-hmm. speed of testing it takes about 5 minutes but it's pretty well tested we have integration we have unit testing everything you need uh, right now if you wanted to test some things out you can test pundit by yourself So because pundit has like their right. own testing let's say frame, it's not framework but they have their own DSLs to do that. Um, but then if you need to test AVO, you can do that through integration very, very easy. You can, um, you can just go and say like Capybara and just click things around and uh, log in with different roles and see if the, the buttons appear or they don't appear and so on. So I think we're mostly recommended integration testing for AVO at this point.
0: Makes sense. But yeah, so I'm, I'm also kind of wondering because it looks like you have customers that are using it um yeah. what are they doing with it?
1: Yeah, so we have a lot of customers um so we like we have like a large books marketplace that run their inventory app on Avo. Um, we have like a customer that uh, I told you that builds the e-commerce platform. We have fintech customers in the fintech industries, uh, indie developers that run their startups on Avo. Um, we have a digital university. Uh, we have a nonprofit organization, real estate companies, energy companies. We're pretty much all over all over the place. Um, so, like, if if you're asking, like, maybe who is it for? Then maybe uh, mm-hmm. I, I so those would be like like indie developers that need to start like their journey right. into entrepreneurship and they need to ship an app fast to test out their idea right to validate their idea. We have like uh, agencies and freelance developers that build projects for cr- clients for customers. Uh, they need to move fast. They build a lot of websites and as I said, like copying paste, ca- copy and pasting. It's it's not that uh, it doesn't scale. Let's <laughs> say. Um, startups that need to <laughs> test their MVPs. Um, companies that need to build internal tooling or customer tooling based on Ruby, we use it. Uh, we use it on our site to uh, check out the stats and to update the licenses and uh, all that. All those like the marketing and everything. You can mm-hmm. so you can get a, a blog starting in maybe less less than half an hour. We we even have like a starter kit for it. We have a repo with like a blog and categories and tags and everything you need to to get started. So it's very very easy to 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 start enjoying the framework that that is called AVO. Because I call it like an admin panel framework it, on top of Ruby right. on Rails.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, if you're building an, an application of your own, so, so the entrepreneurs, but yeah, also if you're consulting and you need a, a framework for working through some of these admin issues, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about... Um, you mentioned that some people are using it for e-commerce and things like that. And I'm assuming that they have some kind of reporting that they need to do. So uh, how do you incorporate like uh, charts and graphs and things like that, where people are going to want to be able to see what was sold or manage the licenses or things like that, that might be a little bit more complicated than your basic CRUD
1: app? Yeah, sure. So Avo has like three main parts. I call them like the CRUD UI, the dashboard mm-hmm. UI and the custom content. Uh, the dashboard UI, it's, like, it's very easy. It's like you start off with a DSL and you say like, okay, generate the dashboard and you get like a configuration screen where you say, okay, this is the title of the dashboard. This is the description. You can give it like if it's visible to who is it visible for, for and so on. And then you add cards to them. So each card is like has mm-hmm. their own file and, they, and then you say like you get a query method. And you query your data. You can get data from an from an HTTP endpoint. You can get it from database. You can get it from both and uh, mash that up together and calculate it. And then you assign it to a result. And similar to a dashboard or a resource, uh, you can um, configure it. You 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 tell it like a name. You give it a name, a description. You can give it a range. So maybe you need to, you have a metric card that says like users. Signed up users, and you have like a tiny drop down where you can mm-hmm. select like 30 days or 365 days, or, or or everybody, and you get all of that by just enabling a few lines of code. So it's very powerful, very very fast. Oh, that's fast. nice. Yeah, and then for charts, we uh, we're using uh, Chartkick. So uh, I'm not sure if you've used it, but it's very easy to to get started, and you don't have to like um, you don't have to take into account uh, uh, assets and JavaScript and CSS. And it's not because it's very difficult, but maybe sometimes you just don't just need a freaking chart and just to put it there and display it to your users, right? Um, and then like you get like a partial card and you can add whatever you need in it inside. If you want to embed something like a Google map or um, some other form or if you want to fetch other data from uh, from other sources and show it, you can do that like pretty easy with the, with the custom content.
0: Makes sense. So have we talked through all three parts? Because I know we've talked about yeah. some of the data management. we talked about the dashboards.
1: Yeah, so the custom content is a so I call I call it three parts, but actually the custom content is interweaved with everybody everything else because uh, mm-hmm. it's very. But, but I I take it separately because it's very important. It's very important for people to right. know. Uh, that they can escape. That they can escape Avo and they can do that at different levels. So Avo comes built in with about thirty fields that do a lot of things, like tricks field, markdown, date time with a very mm-hmm. nice date picker, and everything you need right. to build b- to build your app. But maybe you have something else. You need a, a new thing, a new type of field. You can go out and create a new field, and you can, you'll generate the files, and you get you'll get three few components like partials. And you can add whatever you need inside. So if you want to add custom, uh, maybe a range input, or if you you want to add some JavaScript and some custom input, you can do that. If you want to build maybe a key value, an advanced key value editor, you can do that as well. If you want to bring in like Vue.js or maybe React, I'm not sure. You could sprinkle that inside as well. So you can do that at the field level. But then you might need like something else. besides the crud. So let's say you're on the show view for a user and you have like Mm -hmm. your regular fields, like the name and birthday and um, email and password and so on. And and, uh, below it, you want to show a new thing, right? You have maybe some stats or you want to pull in some images or you want to pull in something that, doesn't really fit the CRUD UI. You're pulling it from a different data source. You just create a new resource tool, we call it, and we'll give you like a a UI component. It's called like a panel. And you say, okay, the name of the panel is this one. And then the content is this one. And uh, then you have the same thing that you had above, like with the same heading, like as I said before, the same colors and everything. And you insert your content there. So you get like access to all the params, to that resource. So you know the scope of that, uh, of that tool. Uh, you have all the information necessary to build out your experience even more. So that's like the resource tool inside the resource. And then maybe you need something else on the sidebar. So you get all the resources on the sidebar, you get all the dashboards, but maybe you need some more tools and when you click that, you go to a different page. And again, if you want to, if you want to add Vue.js or React or whatever you need, you want to embed, embed something, uh, you, want, you want to bring in maybe your uh, Sidekick uh, panel or whatever you need, you can do that as well. And uh, actually today, um, at the time of this recording, we launched our lightweight layer uh, of Stimulus.js. So now you can hook into all of those fields and add your own stimulus methods. So now you can do even richer uh, experiences. Like uh, if you select, we we have this demo on our docs and everywhere uh, where you have like two select fields, one with the country and one with the cities. And when you select a country, we you, you can hook in with a stimulus and pre-fill the, the city drop down with only cities from that country. So if you pick up Japan, you get like Kyoto, Tokyo, Osaka. If you fill in like um, um, Spain, you get Barcelona, you get Valencia and so on. So it, it, it uh, becomes this thing that is, is not just crud. You can hook in and you can build whatever experience you need. So you have that thing where you can bring your custom content and escape it. And we talk to customers uh, uh, every week, uh, and sometimes I'm so amazed because uh, they they tell me about how they built in they built features inside Avo that I didn't know how. That they could be built. So somebody told me, like, "Oh, you have the stimulus thing." Yeah, I already built it. I I made a lazy version that after you save, it inserts a different field, and so on. So that's and that's really amazing. That's really amazing to see that people are hacking into it and and they can uh, get them themselves out and not get locked into like to a platform that they don't want to, right?
0: Hundred percent. So I'm I'm gonna move us a little bit into how to pull in avo into our apps right so yes. do you just install a gem and then you yeah, know that's off perfect no or yeah
1: thank you thanks for asking so this is this is a this is a very cool stuff this is a, good, a cool thing i think actually i think it's cool but uh, i hope everybody else so you basically pull in a gem and this gem brings in everything it needs so it's actually a rails engine so and for people that don't know what what an engine is like Rails itself is a supercharged engine. It brings its own routes, its own views, controllers, models, mm-hmm. and everything. You can scope them out like, a, uh, let's say, like a separate part of your app. So AVO brings everything inside like that. So it has its routes and everything else. You don't pollute your app with any um, any business logic, let's call it, from AVO. You only get like uh, configuration files, right? And then when we update AVO, um uh, so actually, I want to talk a little about uh, about the assets, uh, the asset pipeline. So when our ship's, it has it has all its assets. Uh, already compiled. So all the JavaScript and CSS and images, everything is optimized and shipped for you in that gem. So now when you're deploying your app, you're not going to, uh, we don't need to hook into your assets pre-compile or whatever deployment process you have because everything is built out for Avo. So you don't need to do anything else. So you have one less worry to, to, to one less thing to worry about. Uh, And then when we update AVO, we publish a new version of the gem. You just say bundle update AVO and everything is updated for you. Uh, of course, there might be some breaking changes. We have a very thorough upgrade guide, okay, for version 2.5 or to 2.6. You got to update that, this and that, but that's actually, that, that's uh, regular stuff. But you just do bundle update AVO and you get a new version. Actually, from, I think, version 2.4 to 2.5, we updated the UI uh, quite a bit, and we were able to, to ship that updated UI through just that one update command, and nobody like uh, you don't have to do anything in your parent app to support that. So you get a whole new UI just by do, running a command. So we can ship all of the all of these goodies and all of these improvements over time, and it's it's just like a Tesla. Your car is getting better and better, so your admin panel is getting better and better uh, by just updating the the, the package.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So within the engine, because it sounds like. You have the Rails engine and the engines that I'm mostly familiar with are things like, you know, device and things like that that kind of provide their own um, pieces. But it sounds like I'm actually going to be, you know, with Avo, you know, creating some of the pages, some of the admin pages and stuff like that. So, so how does that exactly go together?
1: Whenever, let's say, I'm going to take like a very advanced scenario. You want to build your own page. So, on the sidebar uh, below, like the whole, all of the resources or dashboards, you need a new page where you want to add. um, I don't know, maybe you want to embed some custom monitorization panel you have from your, I don't know, um, from AWS or whatever. So, you have like this custom page you want to embed. What you do. To do that you run a generation uh, generate command so you say rail generate avo custom tool and you say like monitorization page and then what we mm-hmm. do for you is give you like we generate a route fi- a route file a route uh, we generate a route we put it in your routes file uh then we generate okay. a uh, controller uh we put it in uh, in inside your app so in your apps controller app controllers slash avo uh, directory uh, I gotcha. and we build yeah, and we give you like the partial. And if you don't think mm-hmm. that that controller should be there or that method, you can move it somewhere else because it's just Rails, right? Rails picks it up right. and uses it. If you want that route to move it behind authentication or behind like some scoping, some deep deep scoping, you do that. You just move your route wherever you you need it, right? Because it's just Rails after all, mm-hmm.
0: right? So essentially, if I can just uh, back up and summarize. And some people will be familiar with this process. For example, if you've overridden uh, some of the functionality in device, right? Device, I, that's yeah. the one that I see people using the most as far as like um, engines go. So yeah. effectively, then what you're doing is you're generating a controller and then it may inherit from one of the engine's um, controllers yep. or, you exactly. know, it may pull in functionality from the engine and it kind of opens the gate for all this other stuff to come in. So then it can pull in exactly. a partial exactly. from the engine or things like that. And then if I need to change something or things like that, then within my app, just like you do in device, right? If you override yep. a view or something like that, you yep. just pull it into your app and then you change what you need changed.
1: Exactly. That's perfect. That's perfectly well put. Yeah. That, think of it like AVO is like a shell. We get we get you, we, we build this mm-hmm. engine, you get into this, uh, let's say, new path and it's a shell we we populate it with crud and dashboards and whatever you need whenever you need your own nook mm-hmm. and croony the uh, your own space to add your things you can do that inside it and you do it with re- regular rails code we give you everything like the params mm-hmm. the request the, whatever you need and you can build out your um your experience even further
0: right it's kind of like legos where You're giving us the base Lego plate, and then you're giving a box of parts that we can use to build whatever we want.
1: Yeah, that's very well put again. Yeah, perfect.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So let's say that I am starting an app and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, AVO looks really cool. Yep. Um, Is there a way people can try it before they pick it up? You know, because a lot of people, they want to kind of see how it works. Before they buy it. Yep.
1: Sure. So uh, I think it's time to talk a little bit about the licensing. So uh, AVO is a source-available project. Uh, you can check it out on GitHub. Uh, people are putting in PRs or fixing bugs or putting in features, even. Uh, and there's uh, this free version, the community version, which includes the mm-hmm. crud UI and a lot of a lot of the features. Uh, The CRUD UI is very, very powerful. You get access to all of the fields. You get access to all of the associations. It supports like all Rails associations with single table inheritance, all all those goodies. And you get that for free. When you need to, to build something more so if you want to build something just for a hobby or just for yourself an internal tool you can pick that up and and use it for yourself but if you need something more you need Mm -hmm. to add some custom things you need to add authorization that's already building for a customer that's already building for a scope you're you're building something a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. and now this is where it comes in the licensing comes in Uh, there's the pro version that now costs $249 Uh, you pay once it's a perpetual um, license uh, perpetual Fallback license, so you pay once, and then if you want if you need updates, uh, you have to pay the subscription of two hundred forty nine dollars. And if you don't pay the subscription, you keep the latest version that you were at the end of the subscription period. So similar to right. JetBrains and uh, other uh, pieces mm-hmm. of software. So we we truly believe that the free version is very very powerful, and we encourage everybody to use it to try it. In their projects, and when they when they need something more, um, we've had testimonials from customers that said it was a no brainer to to purchase the the pro package. Uh, right. because it's like bringing another person into into our team. Uh, and uh, if somebody wants to try, try the pro version, you can do it on development. So you just switch the license. You say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not from community, I'm on pro. You'll have like a, a tiny banner that says, hey, you're accessing like paid features. When you're doing that, you'll have to purchase a license, but you can try all of the pro version, all of the pro features on your machine before buying. So you can do that and try out the product, see if it fits how well it fits, and then right. make a decision if if you need to go further or not.
0: Right, I love that. Mainly because I've bought, I guess not, not systems like this, but I've bought things in the past and then been like, yeah. oh, I thought it did all this stuff and it didn't, right? And so it's nice yeah. that I can go in and try it. But the other thing is is that um, one thing that I found is that if, the, if there's something that I don't have to build, right, I can yeah. pay you for having already built it. Um, Or I can just go get it for free, right? On the community version. I mean, that's so handy because at the end of the day, A, I don't want to have to have the expertise to do all that work. And B, you know, I mean, even at 250 bucks, if I hired a developer to build the features in that you're talking about, I mean, that's thousands of dollars. And so, you know, just, just looking at things that way and going, oh, you know, I paid 250 bucks. You know, every, I'm assuming it's like a yearly license or yearly yep. subscription or something like that. Yearly subscription, um, yeah. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Um, this will easily pay for itself. So then of it's course. just a matter of oh, figuring out, you know, does it do everything I need it to? And yeah, I can kick the tires before I buy it. So. I don't, yeah, that's I don't awesome. see a downside to giving it a shot. So, if people want to pick it up, where do they go?
1: So, avoHQ.io or avo cool. I have a new domain name. So, avo mm-hmm. Go there, and you have like the docs. Um, you can go on the docs, and you'll have like a quick uh, command, like quick app template that will install it into, into your app. It uses a Rails bytes templates, um, and uh, you just go and update the the, the license from community to a pro. You just change a string that that's it uh, and then mm-hmm. you you just just start using it you can go through the documentation documentation is very i say it's very good pretty good written uh, we have uh, demo videos on if you. so let's take like this stimulus this new feature uh, whenever you have like this big feature, I do a video, an in-depth video where I show the nooks and crannies and everything that uh, I I thought about like building with it and how you can use it and so on. And we have like demo videos for every release. So I highly encourage people to just go on Avocool and hit that getting started button and, um, and play around with it because uh, that's the hardest thing, like <laughs> getting people to just try it out because once you try it out, You'll, I think you'll fall in love with it. Right. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well,
0: it sounds like you go to avo.cool and uh, yeah, you can just grab it there. Um, anything else people need to know before we wrap this thing up?
1: Well, just try it out, folks. Um, so for comp- we had conversations with companies that needed uh, maybe a little bit more support. We can offer that as well. Uh, we we do that with some some of our customers. So if right. you get into a jam, uh, hit us up. We have a Discord channel. We have a Twitter uh, account. Uh, you'll find us on GitHub. Um, just go and try it.
0: All right. Cool. I think that's pretty much all we've got here. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But thanks for coming, Adrian, and talking to us about this, um, this tool because I, th- I think it's one of those areas where we don't really think about until it's like, oh, crap. I've got to <laughs> build, build a whole backside to this thing where somebody can come in and and, and do yep. all this work. And, yeah, how do I start to to cover some of this stuff? And if you've got all the pieces already there for me, you'll save me a ton of work. Yep. I'll look like a hero at work. Yeah. Um, you know, I can tell them, hey, look, it's only 250 bucks. you know, which I can probably expense on my own, depending on how big my company is. <laughs> and yep, uh, sure. so just just get the work done. So I love it. I absolutely love it. But Perfect. we'll wrap up here. Remind people to go check out avo.cool. That's avo.cool. And until next time, folks, Max out.